Hi, and welcome. We're so excited that you chose to join us today. And we hope that this message will inspire you to live the life that God designed you to live. For this message or others like it, you can go to our website or you can find us on our YouTube channel. Now sit back, relax, enjoy this message. Delay the service any longer here. So I think we'll just go ahead and... Um introduce David. He is a prophet. He comes from Tennessee, like I said earlier. He is passionate about, about, passionate about seeing the lost saved and people's lives changed. And so let's give him a good Destiny Church welcome as he comes. Well, good morning. Looks like I get to be the thorn among roses this morning. And... Uh, uh, I'm a little nervous because I, I have a mom and four sisters and a daughter and a wife. And when they look at me, I feel like they're looking through me. So I feel like I'm fully exposed today. Don't imagine all of that, but uh, it's great to be with you uh, this morning. And uh, I love the presence of God. There's no place like the presence of God. Would you agree with me, ladies? And uh, what I love about the presence of God, the presence of God isn't a feeling, isn't a goosebump, isn't falling on the floor, isn't tears, although all of those things are amazing. But the presence of God is a person, and his name is Jesus. And uh, Jesus is really here today. And I know that he's here today because I brought him with me. <laughs> Anybody else bring Jesus with you? I, I woke up this morning. I actually fell asleep on the, on the couch uh, last night watching the news that I didn't need to listen to anyway. And I woke up at like 2.30 this morning, and I said, Lord, where am I? And he said, you're where I am. And, and I knew it wasn't just a word for me, but I believe it's a word for this morning, that the Lord has brought us to where he is. There's something about abiding. All of the songs this morning had that kind of theme flowing through it, the Lord inhabiting, the Lord uh, abiding in us. And I believe there's an abiding presence that's coming this morning. I think often in meetings, we, we feel like there's ebbs and flows where, you know, it gets really hot and then we feel something lift. But uh, I believe that there's actually a time and a season that we're stepping into where he just comes and doesn't lift. I was, um, last week, I was... Uh, at home, and I was just uh, spending some time with the Lord, and I was kind of coming to the end uh, of that time, and I was getting ready to move into my day, and the Lord said, when's the last time you just lingered? When's the last time you just lingered in my presence? And I remember 22 years ago when, when Jesus saved me, there was this hesitation to leave a meeting, hesitation to leave a uh, church, a hesitation to leave my time with him because I knew that if I hung out a little bit longer, it was going to get thicker, it was going to get stronger, it was going to get more amazing. Uh, and I feel like the Lord is releasing this, this request to all of us, but especially upon the ladies this morning, uh, to, to actually practice lingering in the presence just a little while longer. Some of my favorite meetings have been and uh, uh, the church I grew up in, in Pensacola at Jubilee there, and it would seem like just when everybody was leaving, God would come again. I think maybe he cleared the air, cleared the room, so the really hungry people could stick around. And I don't think that has to be about 
time. I think sometimes we get caught up in time. But I also believe this, that I don't just come to a meeting, but I carry the meeting. And the only way you can carry a meeting is if you're in constant meeting with him. Uh, I believe there's something special this morning. It is a great honor uh, to be with you. Uh, I, I love women's meetings um, because there's a, a tangible presence. Some of the favorite conferences that I get to do and go to uh, are women's conferences and meetings. So if I get a chance to sneak into that, uh, into a meeting like that or like this, I do for this, for this purpose. There's something about the feminine anointing. There's something about the anointing uh, of women who worship that Jesus finds irresistible. Uh, I believe that's a, a good word for you this morning. Jesus finds you irresistible. I, I love Psalm 24. It says, Lord, uh, give us clean hands and a pure heart. Let us be, I'm paraphrasing, but let, let us be that generation who seeks your face, O God of Jacob. One translation says it like this, um, the God you are seeking is actually seeking you. I want to be a generation who actually seeks me. Uh, I, I actually want to uh, be a generation that, a part of a generation that God is actually seeking in the earth. Are you hearing me this morning? And there's something about the purity uh, of God's heart. There's something about the purity of what God is doing. Uh, as I was driving out here today, uh, you know, my natural mind wants to say, man, you are in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and, but the Lord says, you're actually in the middle of somewhere. How many know that God knows where we are on the map? That, that there's something about a place that God often will move upon a place and a people at the same time. That there's something that, that is really uh, amazing in the room today. I, I believe the, pregnant, the, the room is pregnant with, uh, with expectation. Expectation is the birthplace of miracles. And I believe at any moment this morning, God could just invade. Uh, I wouldn't wait to the end to have an encounter. I wouldn't wait to the end uh, to get healing. I wouldn't wait to the end. I really believe that God loves to interrupt a meeting. In fact, I pray a prayer every day, God, come interrupt and disrupt so you can instruct. And uh, one of the greatest moments of God that I had was a few years ago, I was teaching in a, a Bible school in a, in, a, in a school of ministry in Australia. And um, in the middle of the, that school in Australia, uh, I was about 20 minutes into my message and I got hit in the chest by a paper airplane. <laughs> now, I, I still have the, the paper airplane with me. Um, it's, it's here. It's a little unfolded because I, I, I showed somebody what it said. Um, but um, uh, everybody else was laughing. I wasn't laughing because I didn't get the memo of what was happening. Um, but the, uh, the, the gist was this. There was a young man in the meeting. His name was Josiah. Josiah had Asperger's disorder. And, um, and, and so um, he thought it was perfectly normal to make a paper airplane and send it to the guy teaching the class from America. And so everybody's giggling. I didn't get the memo. And so I tried to do what I do as a dad sometimes or what I did as a teacher uh, or a dean of students sometimes is that if kids are acting up, if you ignore the behavior, maybe it will go away. Um, and so I tried to ignore it as this was folded in a paper airplane on the floor. And, um, uh, and he, 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 he wouldn't let it go. He just said, uh, Mr. Wagner, aren't you going to read that? 
And I said, read what? He said, the Lord told me to write out a prophetic word to you and send it to you airmail. Now, I, I didn't... <laughs> I don't necessarily think that that's what he meant, but, um, and, but it made perfect sense with Asperger's. Uh, and so, you know, I kept, um, I kept uh, going after that. I opened it up. I read it. It's beautiful. It's, it's actually a word that I've had over my life since the time I was six years old um, about the Lord sending me around the world. And so it's a pretty amazing thing. Um, and, and, and then um, I went back to teaching. And about 20 minutes later, Joe, 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 we called him, interrupts me again and said, Mr. Wagner, other than Jesus Christ himself, who's the most significant person on the planet? And I, I thought of some really great people to, to bring up. And the Lord said, tell him he is. And I, I said, Joe, Josiah, other than Jesus Christ himself, you're the most significant person on the planet. And he began to weep and smile and laugh. And I, we watched as the Lord just ripped every label of Asperger's and, 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 and autism off of his life and uh, just saw him again in March, so a year, two, late, two years later, completely healed, completely set free of Asperger's and autism because of the, because of the significance, uh, because he realized the significance of, of, of God uh, in his life. And so I would have missed that moment had a moment not been interrupted. What I love about the Lord is he will allow one miracle in process to be interrupted so a greater miracle can take place. One of my favorite stories is in, in, in Mark 5, the, the story of the, the woman with the issue of blood, right? Do you know that she interrupted a miracle for her miracle? Jesus is on his way to to Jairus' house to, to heal his daughter. And in the midst of it, a crowd is thronging, and this woman, with everything within her, leaves her comfort zone, leaves the norm, presses through the crowd, doing whatever she, she could, saying to herself, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know that I'll be healed. And she pressed through. And can I tell you something? I believe there's an anointing in this room to press through all the norms of culture, all the norms of religion, all the norms of what the world says are our boundaries and all of that, to actually press through, to touch Jesus, to interrupt a miracle, to see a greater miracle. Are you hearing me today? And so I pray that prayer God come interrupt and disrupt. I really believe there are divine interruptions and disruptions taking place in the earth today. I believe there's a lot of things right now that, that the Lord is confusing the enemy. He's confusing the enemy's camp so that he can ambush them. I believe we're about to see one of the greatest ambushes that, that, that we've ever seen in, in human history as God causes there to be an ambush on, them, on the enemy because the enemy don't, doesn't understand why we're praising in the midst of what we're going through, why we're worshiping in the midst of, of the greatest trials of our life. Uh, and so when you understand that, when you begin to walk in that and unpack that, you, you'll begin to see the Lord uh, just show up in, in so, many, uh, so many powerful ways. Can, can I tell you something? I, I really believe the Lord wants us to pay attention to the random. I, I think there's all of these times that, uh, you know, have you ever been focused on something and then something random pops in your mind? 
Uh, I understand sometimes it's just life, sometimes it can be, but, but often God just releases random revelation to us because he's flipping the script. He's actually changing things around us. And I believe there's about to be a greater realm of these, of these random revelatory moments. And so I just want to submit that to you. just want to throw it out there uh, to you uh, this morning. Uh, I really believe that we are where God wants us to be this morning. I want to tell you that I kept hearing this word over and over in my heart and in my spirit, and the word is engage. Now, all the single ladies are like, engagement, what, what? Put a ring on it. Uh, I understand that. But uh, what I really felt like the Lord was saying is, 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 is put, uh, the, the Lord is changing the rules of engagement. He's changing the rules of engagement. I believe the church has become super passive in things. We've actually, there, there's been this flipping of things around on us where we've actually taken a defensive stand instead of being on the offensive. I'm not talking about offending people for the sake of offending people. I'm talking about actually going after and taking new ground and new territory. So we're trying to hold our piece of ground, trying to hold things together for our family when the Lord wants to give us a bigger vision beyond that. And so what happens is, is, is we, we're standing in a place instead of expanding His place. And the Lord is actually, he's actually turning uh, the tide for us. Uh, what I love about the Lord is um, he doesn't react and respond. He rules and reigns. I wasn't called to react and respond. I was actually called to rule and reign. And when you understand that as women, when you understand that you become the most powerful fighting force on the planet, I believe this. We're, I'm not praying for something. I'm praying from something. Right? I'm not praying for peace. I'm praying from peace. I'm not praying for healing. I'm praying from healing. I'm not praying for deliverance. I'm praying from deliverance. And it's a mindset change, isn't it? I think we find ourselves asking God for instead of from. So I'm asking God, I'm focusing on what I don't have instead of focusing on who he is. It changes my perspective. My, I have five kids, and all of them at different times in their life, if we were in a situation that they were uneasy about, they were in an environment that they really didn't, weren't comfortable with, or they were, had some level of fear or anxiety in, my kids would press in real close to, to my backside because they knew that I could take care of whatever they were afraid of. They actually realize something. My father's got this. So what I'm uncertain about, he's very certain about. And as long as the father is there, fear can't exist. And that there's something about realizing that, that, that the Lord not only has our back, but he's going before us. That this is a season of, of going before this is a season where the Lord is actually causing me to pray from victory, not to pray for victory. How many know that it's not in your nature to be overcome? Because you are overcomers. You're more than conquerors. I just flipped the script again. Because I think what the enemy loves to do 
is cause us to feel victimized. If you've gone through life, you've been the victim of life, right? If you've gone through life, we, we've, every one of us in this room has a story. Every one of this room has gone through something in life that has been unpleasant, that has been hard, that has been somewhat of a demonic attack. I, I'm sure of it. But can I tell you something? I, I'm not a victim. I'm a victorious one. And, I, and so if, if, you can't, if you don't let your past control you, then your past can never invade your future. And I think it's really important to, to let the Lord refocus us in this season towards uh, what he's given us as a hope and a future. Uh, I believe it's a season not to react and respond. We're called to rule and reign with him. There is an upgrade to your weaponry. Holy Spirit this morning has an upgrade for your upgrade. I like upgrades. I like when I get upgraded on a plane because there's more seat for the meat. You know what I'm talking about? The older I get, the wider I get, and the wider I get, the more I need extra room. And so when you hear the word upgrade, right, like the, there's times I have no faith for the meeting I'm going to because all of my faith is going towards my upgrade, right? It's like, you know, Lord, if I get there rested, if I get there with an upgrade, uh, people are going to be, it's all happy prophecies that way. Uh, if, I, if I'm in coach, then I'm sorry. It's going to be a bad meet. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. But, but, but the Lord has upgrades for our upgrades. Some of you right now, you're in one of the greatest seasons of upgrade. And that upgrade may be coming out of the one, one of the greatest seasons of upheavals in your life. I really believe that, that there is something of a divine transaction, a divine, um, uh, a, a divine transaction taking place in the room, a divine exchange, if you will. I can see it on some of your faces already. That, that the Lord is, is about to saturate this place with something greater than you've ever seen or known before has nothing to do with the words I'm speaking, has everything to do with the word already in you. Some of you will get that tomorrow. <laughs> I, I was, uh, I'll never forget, it was um, September 11th of, of 2016, 2015. I was in a hotel room in Waterbury, Connecticut. I'll, I'll be there again next weekend. And... Um, and I wake up, and it's, it's 5.55 in the morning, and I think it should be illegal for the Lord to start asking questions at 5.55 in the morning before coffee. Would you agree with that? Uh, and, and so it's one thing to talk to you at 5.55. That's still kind of dangerous, but to ask a question at 5.55 is a little bit, you know, unnecessary. You know, I know you never sleep or slumber, but I do. And, and so... <laughs> And uh, it, it takes some sleep to keep all of this handsome humility together. Uh, and uh, and he, he asked me a question. He said, are you just going to preach my word today or do you actually believe it today? Are you just going to talk about it? Or are you just going to lead a discussion or do you actually believe what you're about to speak? Then he went on to say, the world has been Christianized. There are many Christians, but there's few believers. Can, can I tell you something? I believe the enemy could care less if we call ourselves or identify ourselves as Christians. Uh, 
But there's something he greatly fears when we realize that we're believers. Because when you are a believer, signs and wonders follow you. When you're a believer, the sick are healed, the lame walk, the blind see, the deaf hear. And I believe this is a new season of, of stepping into that place, uh, of, of, of moving in to, to, to fully believing. Uh, I heard these words this morning. We must let our hunger exceed our hesitation. You have to let your hunger exceed your hesitation. I believe right now the Lord is breaking off time delay. He's breaking off hesitation and bringing us into a new season of hunger like the world has never seen before. I believe there's a new spiritual hunger coming upon us in the room this morning. I believe that God is causing us to be hungry, not for what we've had or seen before, but for what we've never tasted of. There's a new hunger that the Lord is releasing in the earth. I love this statement. Matthew Arnold is a British poet and philosopher, and he had this to say about women. If ever there comes a time where the women of the world come together purely and simply for the benefit of all mankind, it will be a force such as the world has ever known. Something happens when women come together around a cause. I'll be honest with you. I, I travel the world. I've been in 68 countries, and the best missionaries I know are women. They get stuff done. They, they, they move. Everything they do is wholeheartedly. And I, I'm telling you right now that God is, is, is about to raise up women, women in this room, women in America, women around the world like never before to transform the globe. Uh, I, I believe that we have to be careful not to just focus on gender. I actually believe we have to focus on kingdom. How many know in the spirit there's, there's neither male nor female, Greek nor Jew, right? It's, it, it's we are the people of God, the children of God, sons and daughters of God. That's it. That's amazing. That's powerful. But uh, while we live on this earth, I'm telling you, one of the most powerful forces in the earth are women of God. The, the enemy is so, so afraid of you discovering who you are and becoming who you are called to be. I watch the news not from the standpoint of I want to know everything going on and filling myself with all this negativity. But I do watch the news because I believe that the news of the day indicates something to me. I don't just watch, but I watch and pray. And unless I watch, I don't know what to pray for. Does that make sense to you? And so I watch and I pray, and then I have this statement. If you want to know what God's about to do, look at what the enemy's trying to do. So it tells me over the last few years, there's all of these different things that are coming out where God is causing there, allowing there to be full exposure of, of atrocities, of wrong things that have happened. You, you look at the whole Me Too movement. I believe it's something greater than, than abuses being exposed. I actually believe women are finding their voice. I believe it has more to do with the prophetic voice upon prophetic women than it does about all of the issues. Those issues are wrong, but women are finding their voice to actually be able to speak to things, uh, to, to see a culture changed and shifted. Does that make sense to you this morning? That God wants you to find your voice. It's been there all along. 
Uh, here's what the enemy tries to do or the world tries to do. He tries to make us activists instead of deliverers. So we rally around a cause instead of actually seeing people set free. I don't want to move you emotionally. I want to equip you spiritually. Uh, I, it's really easy to have a great emotional meeting. It's great to, you know, hip, hip, hooray, and, and everybody jump and cheer. But, but I believe today it's really more about deposits in the room. Does that make sense to you? Uh, and so I believe the Lord is depositing something really significant uh, and great. Come on, the anointing. I hear the cry of the deliverers in the room this morning. God only blesses, God only blesses what benefits all. And so sometimes we, we look at fragments of society, or we look at fragments of the church where God sees whole picture. I think it's really important for what I'm about to say. Now is the time where the Lord wants to awaken you to who you really are. It's no longer about seasons. It's about a people who understand their moment. It's not about seasons. It's about people who understand their moment and their time in the earth. I was just with a, a great guy last month named Jake Hamilton. And Jake is kind of a rocker worshiper guy from, from the stirring out in Redding, California. And um, Jake said something. We were on a panel of, of, uh, of ministers where, where they were doing Q&A. And he said something really profound. He said, in the Western world, we really don't like seasons. And here's why we don't like seasons, because we, we want what we want when we want it. And he said, for instance, we want strawberries all year round. But when God created strawberries, he didn't create them to be in season all year round. There's a different fruit for every season. And here's what I believe is we, we really only feed on what we like, but we don't necessarily always feed on what's necessary for that season. I think what really is being said is this is we're familiar with the old season, so we never adjust our spiritual taste buds for what God has prepared for this season. Is this making sense? Do I have the right room this morning? I believe that today God is actually awakening us into a new season. There, there's a new season. There, there's something that he's doing. What is that season? A moment in time where your destiny manifests. Well, we're in a moment that changes everything. One of my favorite moments I've ever had in ministry, I was doing this encounter retreat for young people, for teenagers uh, in Pensacola. And um, as we were doing this, this, this weekend, it was like, you know, kids were engaged, but there was a few that weren't, especially this one girl. And this one girl was like, she didn't want to talk to anybody. If people tried to talk to her, she'd kind of cuss them out, walk away. Uh, she would disappear every once in a while uh, and then always come back. And, 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 you know, she just hard facade and she would sit through all of the sessions with her arms folded like, don't look at me, don't talk to me, stay away from me. She had all of these walls, all of these guards, all of these things up. And uh, all of a sudden in the last session we were getting, I mean, we're, we're coming right down to the end. And I watch her go from this to this and her, she just begins to, to weep and weep and weep. And... Um, so you know God's doing something, 
And, and so kind of things shift and it's kind of testimony time. Kids are sharing what happened. And, you know, one kid said, you know, I got really set free from, from fear. And another one said, you know, I felt like my parents' divorce was all my fault. And so the Lord set me free from shame. And all that was great. And all of a sudden, this girl unexpectedly gets in the line. And, and we're trying to control the testimony. Like you hold the microphone and put a hand on the shoulder because you don't know what's going to come out. And uh, she rips the microphone out of my hand. And she goes... Um, uh, I didn't need a sermon. You preach too long anyway, points to me. <laughs> points to the worship team. I didn't need any of your music. Some of you can't carry a tune. You're out of pitch. You're like all of this stuff. And I'm thinking, wow, I feel edified, exhorted. <laughs> she said, I was sitting here. I didn't want to be here all weekend. And all weekend I fought it. I tried to walk away. I left here I don't know how many times. I'd walk down the street. I'd smoke a cigarette. One time I smoked a joint. Nobody knew it, but I came back, and I could care less. I couldn't wait for this thing to be over. The only reason I kept coming back is I didn't want to get in trouble from my mom for leaving, and so I just stuck it out. He said, and just about 30 minutes ago I was sitting there, and I said, God, if you're real, speak to me. And he spoke to me, and that's how I knew he was real. And I didn't need your sermon. I didn't need your song. I just needed a moment. What if our only assignment as the church was to create moments for people to encounter and experience God? It kind of pops the, the ministry ego when you realize that nothing I said was getting through, but yet there was an environment created, designed by God for somebody to encounter him. What if this morning was about one young lady, one woman of God in the room to have an encounter with God? I think it's worth the airfare. I think it's worth the time. I think it's worth the day to step into that moment. I believe there's moments that God is creating for us to encounter him like never before. Uh, listen, I believe that the Lord wants us to change the way we see ourselves. I'd like to say, I need you to change the way you see yourself. I think we need to see ourselves through the mirror of the word. You need to see yourself through the, through the word, through the mirror of Psalm 139, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. I believe it's so important for us in the moment we live in, because if you change the way you think, you might just change the world around you. I, I think that's a part of what the Lord was doing to me this morning when I said, where am I? And he said, you're where I am. I think it's what he's doing when I say, Lord, I feel like I'm in the middle of nowhere. And he said, no, you're in the middle of somewhere. Because often we can say, we're just in this cornfield of Minnesota, right? When the Lord is really saying, what if this is the epicenter of change for the earth? What if the sound in you, the prayer in you, the message in you, the prophecy in you, the healing in you, the deliverance in you, the, the power of God in you could, could actually change the, the dynamics of the whole earth from this place? Uh, I think you have to begin to see yourself that way. Listen, uh, I believe the Lord would tell us today or ask us today that he needs us to stop being afraid of our strengths. I believe he would say to us that we need to stop being afraid of our questions. I believe he wants us to fear not and dare to be all that he created uh, for you to be and to become. I love this statement. 
God's dream for you is the enemy's biggest nightmare. God's dream for you is the enemy's biggest nightmare. The enemy's biggest nightmare is the dream God put in you. I would actually take it a step further and say the enemy's biggest nightmare is you. Because God had a dream and he wrapped you around it. That's powerful. If you would just get that one statement and grabbed a hold of it today, it could be the cherry on top of the whole meeting. Come on, you, you were created to do more than just survive. The Lord wants to bring us out of survival mode. If we can just survive the winter. Y'all know that more than me. I grew up in Chicago and got out of there pretty quick. But it's really important that, that we move from survival. Because if you're just trying to survive, you, you will never fulfill your destiny. Because you're just trying to make it another day. And God doesn't just want you to get caught up in today. He wants you to get caught up in eternity. I believe the Lord is giving us eternal lives. I believe the Lord this morning wants us to realize. He wants us to be dangerous and fully awake. There's something dangerous that you're carrying when you are fully awakened to it. There is an awakening coming among women of God in this room today. That, that, that you are, are, are so dangerous to the kingdom of darkness. Come on, the Lord wants to interrupt all that you have known as safe and small. He wants to interrupt all that you've known as safe and small. Can I tell you something? There's nothing safe about Holy Spirit. There's nothing safe about Jesus. He's a disruptor. With one move of his finger, everything can change. And I believe the Lord's really bringing us into that season. Numbers 23, verse 24 says this. Look, a people rise like a lioness and lifts itself up like a lion. Come on. Look, a people arise like a lioness and lifts itself up like a lion. I love that scripture. Let me tie it into another scripture in Isaiah 60. It says, Arise and shine, for the light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. You will never shine unless you arise. There's something that happens when you get up. There's something that happens when we actually step up, when we make a move, when we actually begin to put our feet on the ground. There's something that happens when you arise. When you arise, you're going to shine. And I believe that the shining of the glory of God is about to come over you like never before. Come on. Everything in heaven is the prototype, is, is the pattern. Everything here on earth is just the shadow. God wants to give you heavenly eyes. You know why Peter's shadow could heal the sick? He was overshadowed by the healer. And so when you're caught up, when you become the shadow of heaven, 
everything around you begins to change. Maybe I'm not in the right room this morning, but it excites me. Listen, God wants to awaken the lioness on the inside of you. The Lord wants to awaken the lioness on the inside of you. Some of you right now, God's awakening you. God's awakening the voice in you. God's awakening his power in you. God's awakening his might in you. God's awakening his dream on the inside of you. Listen, the Bible says that your gift makes room for you. What I love about that is you give it first to him and then it makes room for you. So you give what he gave you. I'm going to come down. When you give God what he gave you, all of a sudden that gift makes room for you. And I believe there's gifts on the inside of every one of us this morning that God wants us to unwrap and unlock, discover, to begin to move into. That there is a place of expansion that God wants to release to each one of you so that he could flex his muscles, that he could show forth his strong right hand, that he could perform miracles through. I believe that he's speaking directly to you this morning. I, I believe this. Sometimes we don't pray or ask God because we would rather be in ignorance instead of disobedience. The anointing of Kevin Leal just came on me. <laughs> You're like, you were being so nice, and then Kevin came out. It's, it's... Isn't it true, though? There, there's certain things I don't uncover, I don't discover, I don't ask about, I don't pray about. I just keep it out there because once I know about it, once I have a revelation about it, I have a responsibility to it. I believe that's why most of the church doesn't move in the power of God. I would rather not experience it and stay ignorant to it than, than, than to move into disobedience because I actually don't want that to disrupt my normal flow of things. Maybe I'm just preaching to myself this morning. <laughs> and the question is, are you in ignorance or disobedience? I believe most of the church fits in one of those two categories at the moment. I'm not saying this church. I'm saying the church in the earth right now. We are either living in ignorance to the time, the season, to what God's called us to, or we're living completely opposite of what he said we could have. I was spending some time... Uh, a while back with an amazing lady named Lisa Bevere. She was telling me about this conversation that she had with a major officer at the Pentagon when the war was really raging in Afghanistan. And she was sitting talking to these majors and major generals, and, and they were saying, you know, we're having a hard time infiltrating, um, getting the movement of the enemy where, where people are hiding, where the Taliban really is and all of that. Uh, is because we can't, uh, we're, we're not getting the information because by, by law and by culture, we can't talk to the women and the women know everything. Just think about that for a moment. So women were kept out of combat. They were kept out of that. But once they brought women in, all of a sudden, all of these places, all of these strategies were being revealed because the women had that revelation, they had that perception.
I thought it was pretty cool. When you can't speak to the woman, you can't flip the culture. And when you can't flip the culture, you can't win the war. That was a pretty amazing statement. When you can't speak to the women, you can't flip the culture. And when you can't flip the culture, you can't win the war. They said, we used to only send male soldiers into the villages because of the danger. But now we have trained special ops females, codenamed Lioness Arising, to tell the women that they have value and a voice. And with the invol- without the involvement of women, you can wage war, but you will never win it. Come on, the military gets it, but I think it's time for the church to get it. Amen. Women fight different. They fight with service, with value, strength, dignity. They come alongside of their sisters. Let me ask you a question. What's on the other side of your obedience? What miracle, what deliverance, what historical moment, what moment that flips the course of history is on the other side of your obedience as the woman of God? See, I believe the the church has to be like this. Men and women face-to-face, strength-to-strength. Men and women aren't enemies, we're allies. We must remember who we are, and we need to get it right. We must honor what will be more than criticizing what is or hasn't been or has been. No act of honor is ever lost in translation. A woman has the power to speak to the prince or the fool and their husband or her son, to the princess or the failure in her daughter. We must speak to what will be instead of criticizing what is yet to be. We must bring back goodness. Can I tell you something? I believe the Lord wants to put his goodness and his glory on display on all of your faces. I was just recently in August, I was in, uh, in Iowa. I did a power in love with, with Todd White and my, some of my family had come, uh, some from Chicago and some that had moved to, to Iowa. And so it was some of their first time actually hearing me minister, and I was sharing my story, how the Lord set me free from schizophrenia and suicide and, and all of those things. And uh, for the first time after the meetings were over, I was sitting with my mother and some other people around the table. People were asking me questions. It was the first time I ever got a chance to tell my story with my mom. And she talks about the story of how she received this phone call uh, in, on January 17th of 1997, uh, that I had overdosed, was on life support, uh, and um, was, was not going to live. If I did live, I'd be a vegetable. I wouldn't talk, walk, feed myself, take care of myself. And my mom uh, is an amazing, amazing woman of God, but she said it's the first time I understood spiritual authority. She said, I got that call, and she said, I sat on the steps as the doctor was standing there, and I said, Satan, you will not have my son. And she prayed this prayer, God, you gave him to me. I give him back to you. I don't know how you do what you do, but I'm asking that you make my son a miracle. I named him David because I always believed he'd be my little shepherd boy. And so, Lord, I'm asking that you make my son a miracle. And around that time, a bright light came in the room, and the Lord woke me up. It, It is the power of a praying mother. It is the power of the spiritual authority that she actually turned the tide. She actually overruled the judgment of the enemy because she had a more sure word of prophecy.
And there, there's something about that force of nature. There's something about that force uh, of, of a woman's prayer stepping in to supernatural authority that, that changes things. She, I, I remember in high school there was a, a teacher, my art and Spanish teacher, they, this lady, she, she looked at me one day and said, you will never be anything in your life. You'll be a failure all the days of your life. And when my mother caught word, wind of that, she went in and said, you will never say that to my son or another child ever again. There was something, the lioness in her began to arise to cancel out the assignment of, of the enemy. Are you, are you hearing me? There, there's something about that today. A few years ago, I was in Kruger National Park and uh, outside in South Africa. And uh, I remember that we, were, we were, had, had gone to this um, uh, part of amazing meetings, and then we were going through Kruger to look at all of the, the, the animals and the big five and all of that. And we're about two hours into it, and we saw um, this, this zebra walking down the road by itself. Its head was hung low. It looked very defeated and uh, had blood coming from its neck had a, uh, where it had been in a fight with something. And so it was wounded and walking by itself. And um, as we saw this, the guy leading us said, oh, man, it's so sad. It's, it's this animal's last day alive on the earth. Something, he got wounded, and because he got wounded, he got isolated. Because he got isolated, he's separated, and he's, he's fully exposed. And something bigger than him, stronger than him, will take him down in the next hour or two. It's his, we're watching some of his last minutes on the earth. And then he began to weep, and he said, oh, my God, it's a picture of the church. We get wounded, we get isolated, and the enemy goes to and fro like a roaring lion looking to see who he can devour, and he just starts weeping. A little while later, we saw buzzards and vultures just circling, and uh, we drove past again a little while later, and that zebra had been taken down, and everything was just ripping it uh, apart. It was an awful picture, but, a, but a, a great understanding of the Scripture I just quoted to you. At the end of that day, it was about four in the evening, we were getting ready to kind of wrap up the day. And um, all of a sudden, um, we, we saw, um, we heard this commotion and we looked and there were all of these elephants playing. And these elephants were just, they, they were frolicking around, they were rolling in the mud and the water, they were spraying you know, each other with water from their trunks. It was you know, like National Geographic come alive. It was really awesome. And we watched them for a while, and then finally we were getting ready to get in the van, and all of a sudden the sound changed. And it was like an alarm had been sounded, and we looked, and these elephants had formed this crazy, amazing perimeter uh, around the, 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 the youth and uh, the, the baby elephants. And we looked out in the distance, and uh, the guy leading us said, man, there's danger somewhere. And we look out, and there's two male lions on the hunt, and they won't take down a big elephant, but they, they will look for a weak one, a sick one, or uh, one of the babies. And it was like every time they began to move, the elephants adjusted their stance. So there was no gaps. And you watch the, the bulls on the outside perimeter, the, the, the moms, the, the mothers had, um, had all filled in the gaps in between them. Youth were right behind them, and the kids just stayed, the babies just stayed playing because there was nothing to worry about. For 45 minutes, we just watched this constantly change, constantly just begin to change. Every time the enemy made a move, they, they would align themselves to block the move. 
And after about 45 minutes, there was just this roar, and the, the lions got so frustrated, they walked away, and the families of elephants just went back to playing. And to me, it was the perfect picture of spiritual warfare. It was everybody being in the right place, everybody making sure that they were minding every gap, that there was no gap left uh, exposed. It, it was powerful. I think there's something really significant about that for you ladies today. That when you step into the place that God's called you to, you actually cause there to be no access point to the enemy in any capacity of the church or family. I think that's pretty amazing. Listen, I, I believe this. Second um, Corinthians 6 from the message, verse 11 to 13. I can't tell you how much I long for you and to enter this wide open spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. Open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. Here's what I believe the Lord is saying by live openly and expansively. God did not save you to tame you. He didn't save you to tame you, to, to mellow you out. Are you hearing me? He does not reveal himself as limitless to limit you. Let me say that again. He does not reveal himself as limitless to limit you. He reveals himself as limitless to reveal the limitless nature of God on the inside of you. There is an invitation to live in that place that is beyond limits, that is beyond what you've known or understood before. Come on, I believe this. The Lord will do amazing things in you. Listen to this strategy. To get to the men, the enemy tranquilizes the women with busyness. I believe busyness is the, actually the, is the counter or the opposite of productivity. At the end of last year, I had all of the places that we've been. I was looking at all of the results of ministry. I was pretty impressed, and I asked the Lord, Lord, what do you think? He said, I think you were really busy. <laughs> he didn't say faithful, fruitful. He said busy. I know there's a difference. Martha knew how to get Jesus in the house, and Mary knew how to keep him there. Martha knew what to cook, what to prepare, how to, how to set the table, but Mary knew how to stay there. I'm not talking about a, a lack of activity. I'm not talking about a lack of, uh, of getting things done. I'm simply saying that the Lord is about to focus our attention, our affection, and our activities around him. Come on, I believe there's a question for us this morning. Are you dangerous and fully awake? Come on, I don't want to see us be incapacitated or talking in our sleep. I believe we have to be aware of what's going on uh, and so that we can actually find our feet. That I believe the Lord's about to give you supernatural footing. 
Come on, I believe this. The Lord is saying, don't be timid, frightened daughters. Know who you are and whose you are. Know what you are capable of doing. Hone your skills to bless your Creator. Come on, I believe um, that the Lord wants you to be at ease with your strength and at rest with your power. I believe that we need to work together, not against each other. Don't strive with each other. There's no competition in the kingdom. I believe one of the greatest tricks of the enemy in the days we live in is comparison. If I start comparing myself to another prophet, to another prophetic ministry, if I start comparing myself to another church, comparing myself to another person, by nature, by human nature, I will start competing with that. And I'm just telling you right now, the Lord is breaking off the comparisons and he's breaking off the competition. Come on, I, I believe right now, Psalm 139, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. I want you to hear this. Your beauty is stunning in both form and function. You are a reflection of your Father. Do not deny or diminish who God made you to be. I believe the Lord wants us to celebrate our growth. Only Satan will tell you what you're not or what you're less than. Somebody needs to hear that today. It's time once again to look into the mirror of the Word. Come on, you're on the verge of God's justice. I believe it with all my heart that God has anointed you to be powerful, focused, skilled, and deadly. I believe the Lord wants you to be dangerous and fully awake this morning. Are you hearing this word? I believe it's a prophetic word to the women of God in Minnesota. I believe it's a word from God for the women of God in America, for the women of God in the church all over the earth today, that there is a great unmasking. And when that unmasking takes place and, and all the mass of what you think you should be and you become everything, the reflection of what God said you are, then, then the whole world around you begins to shift and change. Are you with me this morning? Come on, I believe there's about to be deep deposits. Some of you are about to find the prophetic voice, so the depths of the prophetic voice of God so deep and great on the inside of you that will awaken uh, a generation. I believe that the Lord has you not only on the front lines, but the Lord has set you even as the rear guard. I used to think that, man, it would be great to be this frontline person to run and go first. I love that aspect of it. But can I tell you something? Some of us are called to be at the rear guard so that you can cut off the sneak attack when the attack's coming from behind. And I, I believe the Lord is putting this great circle of women of faith together in the room today. Are, are you hearing the word of the Lord this morning? Come on, I believe that the Lord is about to bring you into a season of great significance. He's about to bring you into the place uh, of a great outpouring like, like the world has never seen before. The Lord is proud of you and the enemy is afraid of you. I believe it with all my heart this morning. I'm not just preaching a nice message to you. I believe it's actually a prophetic word. There is something that happens. There's something that happens. I would not be here today if it weren't for women. Obviously, for obvious reasons. But, right? Women who... The people who promoted my ministry the most have been, have been mothers and sisters of faith. When I've gone through some of my darkest moments, it's normally the women that have paid, prayed me out of the pits of hell. Come on, I believe right now 
The Lord wants to show you what's on the other side of your obedience. He wants to show you what's on the other side of your prayers, on the other side of your revelation, on the other side of, of the, the tears you've shed, of the intercession that you go into, of the, of the things you've done and how, and how you serve the Lord. I believe the Lord is going to cause us to feast on the fruit of his faithfulness in this season. Are you hearing me this morning? So, Father, I thank you, Lord, right now in this room that lionesses are arising, that, Lord, that you are putting an anointing upon them that, Lord, would shift the culture and win the war. Lord, I believe there are divine strategies. Lord, I believe that there are blueprints of faith that you're releasing to every woman of God in the room today. Lord, I thank you that, Lord, you're putting your foot down where many of them are concerned, and you're saying enough is enough. There's a pulling back of the veil. There's a thrusting back of the enemy line that, Lord, that you are causing the enemy's territory to decrease and the kingdom of God to advance through every woman of God in this room today. Lord, I believe that, Lord, you are, Lord, uh, taking off anxiety and fear and depression. Lord, that you're doing something significant in the room. This morning I heard these words. I'm breaking the cycles. I'm breaking the old cycles. I'm breaking the old ways. I'm breaking those things that have come around again and again and again. He's breaking the cyclical cycles of depression, even with seasonal depression, even with circumstantial depression, where, where things seem like uh, it just comes in. Some of you, there's an, even a fear about the fall, a fear about the winter as the days go go darker. It seems like, like this thing comes in on you year after year, and the Lord is breaking that off of you today in Jesus' name. That there are some of you that have been in a place where there's been a fear of the unknown, but what is unknown to you is well known to God. And I believe the Lord is causing you to charge into your future like never before. I believe in this moment that God is raising up an army of women worshipers, of women warriors that are going to begin to change, uh, 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 going to begin to change society and culture and, and put the mark of God uh, upon this chapter of history. And so, Father, I thank you right now for every woman within the sound of my voice, that, Lord, that there is something uh, that, that you're doing in the earth that is so far beyond what we've seen or known before, that, Lord, I ask right now that, Lord, that the women of God in this room would find their footing. The women of God would find their footing. The Lord has called you to be steady on your feet. I felt like the Lord said, you're about to be steady on your feet. Because in the Lord, you have a sure thing. I believe the Lord is about to cause there to be a surety of footing, a surety of your footsteps. And I, I kept hearing some of you afraid of the footsteps that are sneaking up on you. And the Lord said, don't worry, it's just your father coming. And the father, I believe right now, the father, you're, you're about to hear the footsteps of the father in this region like never before that he's going to begin to overshadow and overpower your enemy. And I, I felt this really strong this morning as I was praying. I literally saw the hand of the enemy losing its grip. I saw him losing his grip over your children. I saw the Lord losing its grip uh, over your grandchildren. I saw the Lord losing his grip 
off of the region. I saw the Lord losing his grip in the church. I saw the Lord losing, uh, the enemy losing its grip uh, in, in, in the church. I saw the Lord losing its grip in America. And I, I feel like right now that this is a season where the Lord is about to bring you into a season of fullness fullness of joy, fullness of glory. Lord, I thank you right now for, Lord, for every woman within the sound of my voice today in Jesus' name. Come on, if you want to be one of those lionesses arising, you want to shift the culture, you want to change the atmosphere, I want you just to stand to your feet, lift your hands towards heaven this morning. I believe there is a, a revelatory realm, a prophetic voice that God is about to release in the room today that many of you are what you've been waiting for. I want to be careful how I say this, but I feel like some of you need to start, stop praying and start being. Yeah. <laughs> you're praying for someone to come, something to happen, when the very thing you're praying for is within you. 1 John says these words, that the kingdom as he is in this world, so are we. Jesus said these words in Luke 17, 19. He said, the kingdom of heaven is within you. It's not coming from without, it's coming from within. And Lord, I thank you right now for what's rising up, for what's coming from within today. Lord, I thank you right now for the outpouring of your love, for the outpouring of your life. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I get to be friends with some great people. One of those people is, is Heidi Baker, who is a missionary in Mozambique. And uh, I was with her not too long ago, uh, about two, three years ago now. We were out in the bush, and all of a sudden this man came, and he had four vipers, two on each of his arms, and he was just holding them up, and he was cussing at Heidi and yelling and screaming at Heidi. And Heidi looked at him and said, Oh, honey, you're just so tired. He said, I'm not tired. She goes, oh, honey, you're just so tired. He said, I'm not tired. She said, oh, honey, you're just so tired. And all of a sudden, all four of those vipers fell off of the man's arms and died. And the man began to weep. And that night, Heidi led him to the Lord, cast out all kinds of demons. He was the most feared witch, doctors in, uh, witch doctor in three provinces of Mozambique. Everybody's afraid of him. Everybody knew him. And that night, a little five-foot-two, blue-eyed, blonde-haired woman stepped into a place of authority. And today that man is, is a lover of God. I was there at his wedding the next day. I was there at his baptism. My last, one of my last trips over, that man and his wife were actually in the, in the cow pond baptizing people with us. Because one woman stood up. One woman changing the course of history of, of, of a nation. And I'm saying to you this morning, that's a, that same power is in you. That when you speak to things, it, it, it can cause the hold of the enemy to be completely, just completely ended. And you watch the hand of the Lord come. That's who's in you. That's what's in you. When you begin to arise, when you begin to open your mouth and God fills it, 
It begins to change the course of destiny and purpose and history. Come on, I believe this morning there's something significant taking place. I, I heard these words as I was just standing here. I feel like the Lord is, I feel like some a young lady, a, a woman in the room today, you have a, a skin issue. I don't know if it's, if it's eczema or, or something like that. And I, I saw the, the Lord healing, like just healing your skin. I feel like around the uh, elbows, things like that, maybe psoriasis. Um, but it's like I almost saw, felt like the Lord was, was, was healing a skin condition this morning. A anybody in the, in the room? Come here, honey. You know what the Lord just did? He brought me back to where I started about interrupting and disrupting because you're just that important. Lord, right now, there's been times you even felt like, Lord, with all the big things happening in the world, why would you even worry about this? The Lord would say, if it matters to you, it matters to me. And Lord, I thank you right now for your healing hand upon this amazing woman of God. Lord, you reveal to heal. And so, Lord, I thank you right now Lord, for that healing anointing. Lord, you said that healing is the children's bread. And so, Lord, I pray right now, Lord, every that, Lord, you would heal cells within cells. Lord, I speak right now for the skin to be completely cleared up. Lord, that you would overwhelm her with your goodness and your kindness. Lord, I thank you for her matchless beauty. And, Lord, your beauty, your glory, your goodness upon her face. Lord, I thank you for the worshiper in her. Lord, I thank you for the dance in her. Lord, I thank you for the sound in her. Lord, I pray right now that that voice of the lioness, Lord, I thank you she's not tame. Lord, she's not tame. But, Lord, there's a mighty roar in her, even in the realm of the prophetic. Lord, I thank you that nations will be changed by what she prays, what she prophesies. Lord, I release right now the greatness of who you are. And I speak to the greatness on the inside of her. Lord, right now, in Jesus' name, but I pray that you wouldn't just clear it, you wouldn't just heal it, but Lord, you would actually even recreate it today. Lord, I, I pray right now. Lord, you're so good to us. Lord, you're so good to us. Lord, I bless her today. I bless her in her healing. And Lord, let it activate a healing grace, a healing gift, a healing anointing in and through and upon her own life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Does the name Allie or Allison mean anything? Is, is there one in the room, first off, or does it mean anything to anyone in the room? A niece?
I do this every, uh, every day of my life. But I never stop practicing. And it never gets old. Uh, I would rather risk it in faith than play safe and uh, never step out. I'm going to speak to to this in a second. About a year and a half ago, I, I was in a, a meeting in Tennessee. And during the meeting, the Lord gave me this word. Like The, the word was for a Steve or a Stephen. Steve, like I said, Steve, Stephen, Stevenson. And nobody responded. And, you know, so you got like a couple hundred people just staring at you like, Oh, dude, you missed it. And so some people are kind of nice. They're like, hey, they're probably watching online, speak to the camera. And, and I, I get that, but it's too easy for me. And so, you know, I went on. I said, you know, you know, we're just practicing and just stepping out into it. And doctors practice medicine, lawyers practice law, I'm practicing the prophetic, and, and moved on. At the end of the meeting, 10 people left in the room, and this kid comes up to me and says, hey, I'm Steve Stevenson. It was too late to go, hey, everybody, come back. I actually got it right. (laughs) And I said, were you here all night? He said, yeah. I said, why didn't you respond? He said, I didn't want to. And he said, it was kind of fun just watching you try to figure out what you're going to (laughs) do. And I wanted to give him five-fold ministry, but I I did. But it was one of those moments. And what I'm, I'm saying is sometimes we're looking for the instantaneous gratification or response when really what we're doing actually has greater eternal implications. I believe the Lord is upping the risk, the risk factor in the room, the faith factor in the room. See, every day you, you've got to actually move beyond your fears to begin to speak and prophesy into this stuff. And so... Um, Lord, I thank you for this niece, for Allie. Lord, I thank you for the awakening of love in her. That, Lord, you're awakening her heart to your love. And I I just saw, like, this classroom, and I I saw her in front of it, and it was like she was riding on the board and, like, at the same time turning and engaging the class in conversation. And when she was riding on the board or the things that were relevant to the day, that they were the, those, those buzzing circumstances and things of our culture that nobody else wanted to tackle, but she was willing to talk about it. And I felt like what she was doing was talking about what everybody was thinking about and actually giving the heart of God about it. And I just felt for the Lord was saying over her, she's not just all heart, but she's... She, she's smart with heart. And I saw like this brilliance upon her mind, upon her thinking. And I saw this amazing heart for people. And I feel like she's, she longs for truth. She seeks truth, truth out. But she's also got this amazing gift of compassion, this great gift of feeling. And I believe that the, there's a prophetic anointing upon your niece. And uh, that, that mostly that prophetic anointing is going to manifest in the realm of, uh, of, of feeling. She's going to actually feel what people are going through and it's going to cause her to act to see people set free. But I also felt like the Lord was bringing her into the place 
of always knowing who she is. And I just feel like that she's going to actually be a great identifier. Uh, uh, she's going to help people discover this is who, who I am. And so, Lord, I thank you for that word today. Lord, I thank you that, you, Lord, you just spoke that word when I woke up. You said prophesy to Allie or Allison. And, and so, Lord, I just want to be obedient to that. And so, Lord, I trust you with the word. I trust you with that revelation. And, and, and Lord, I ask that you just uh, bring it to pass. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I heard the Lord said that he is about to prove himself to you, for you, and through you like never before. And I felt like this. The Lord has given you a Holy Spirit attitude. And it's like I, um, it's like I saw the Lord anointing you to release the attitude of heaven, the mood of heaven. And I, I saw, I kept seeing like um, boxing gloves and all of these instruments of, of fighting. And the Lord said, many have known her ability to fight. Many have known for the way that she stood up and she's fought and confronted. But her strength comes out of the way she loves me. Her strength comes out of the place how she worships me. And I believe that this is a season right now where the Lord is clearing the battlefield. I just saw heaps, stacks of, uh, of, of, of the enemy just piled up because of that ambush that I ta started talking about this morning. And I believe the Lord said, your prayers, your worship are about to release an ambush for the enemy. And so, Lord, I just release that anointing that, Lord, uh, she, would she would not be subject to the sneak attack, but she would launch one. Lord, I thank you she's a secret weapon. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I felt this this morning during worship. I, I felt the pleasure of the Lord. And I feel it again right now in the room, just the pleasure of the Lord. It is his good pleasure to give us the keys of the kingdom. It's his good pleasure to be amongst us. It's his good pleasure. Some of you right now, you need to hear that you please the Lord. That your life pleases him. That your heart pleases him. Lord, I thank you for that. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I felt this constriction like uh, in my chest, and I heard the Lord say, speak to panic attacks. And I felt like the Lord said that the panic attacks end now. And I feel like there's some, somebody specifically in the room that you've been subject to that over the last couple of years, and I feel like they've increased. And I felt like the Lord wants to bring healing to you right now. Anybody in the room? Panic attacks. So, Father, I thank you for healing. I thank you that it belongs to us. Lord, I thank you right now. You said, be anxious for nothing. Or you say, cast our cares upon you, for you care for us. 
Lord, she knows all of that truth. Lord, she believes it. But Lord, it's time for her to see the fruit of it. Lord, she has the revelation of it, but Lord, I ask that today she would see and feel the results of that revelation. While I was talking it out up on the, the platform, the Lord said to tell you that you take his breath away. And I had this kind of feeling of how, like, when I met my wife and I instantly just fell in love and it was like, oh, she took my breath away. And you have that impact. You have that effect on the Lord himself. And I just felt like the Lord said that this is a season where he's giving you a, almost like this room to breathe the place of constriction, the place of feeling stuck. The Lord's bringing you out of that, bringing you into this place of, of freedom and peace and joy beyond anything you've ever known before. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for the roar in her. It's funny, I haven't thought of this or heard this song in a, a long time, but there was a group when I was in, in high school called Quiet Riot. And they had a song, We're Not Gonna Take It. You know, right? And it was like, I, I felt that rising up on the inside of you today. Like, I feel like you, sometimes you just stood there and took it. But I, I saw you actually not just having it lifted off your shoulders. I saw you giving it back to where it came from. Lord, I, I thank you that, Lord, today, that, Lord, she's throwing that panic, she's throwing that anxiety back to where it came from. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The Lord's bringing you in. He's bringing you in to new chambers, dimensions of his heart. He's bringing you in. I, I saw like this, um, this room. It was like a recording studio. And there was pen and paper in there. And the Lord said, let's write it together. Let's write the songs together. Let's... You know how every TV show has like a, a theme song to it? The Lord's going to give you a theme song to every new season. And I just felt like the Lord said, he's not just going to write it with you, but he's actually going to begin to underwrite some of your dreams. When you get a loan for a, a house or you're getting insurance policy, it always goes through an underwriter person who approves it, the one who actually has the power, the authority to release it. And I felt like the Lord was bringing you into that place where he's underwriting, he's applying, creating the infrastructure for the dreams that he's placed on the inside of you. And I just felt like the, the Lord said 
that this is going to be a season where you're about to let it rip. It's like I just felt like this voice in you was about to come out. I saw this excitement. I saw you pacing the stage and microphone in hand and just declaring things into the heavens. I believe you're about to step into what heaven declares, but you're about to declare what heaven is saying in the moment. And I feel like the gift of prophecy is going to increase, but I also feel like the mantle of prophecy is coming upon you. And I feel like this prophetic voice on the inside of you is going to begin to awaken and shake promise on the inside of, of, of many people in the house. There's times you would prefer to be behind the scenes or out of sight. But the Lord said to tell you that you're, he's bringing the anointing on your life into, pray, into plain sight. Lord, I thank you right now for the anointing of deliverance. That, Lord, the voice in her, Lord, when she begins to speak, Lord, I believe she's about to release the voice, the sound of deliverance. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You're about to step into where they once tried to lock you out of. I saw women's breakfasts among the Lutherans. These little cookie, coffee, and tea socials where the Holy Spirit said, I'll create a moment and you'll step in and I'll come. This was a word to all the ladies, but the word this morning was a direct word to you. The lioness in you is going to break off the spirit of religion from regions and people and places and churches. You're going to see the fulfillment of God doing exactly what you prayed. One of my favorite lines as a parent is, because I said so. <laughs> and I feel like that you're about to step into, because God said so. You're about to step into what he said. And Lord, right now, I release, Trish, Lord, into a new realm of miracles, a new realm of open doors, open heavens. But I release right now just the miracles of God, Lord, upon her life. Lord, I, I declare it's her miracle year, Lord. Lord, it's her miracle year. I'll say it later. I'll say it tomorrow. I'll probably say it a hundred times throughout the weekend. What you and Steve are building is not just for your children and your children and your children's children. But you're, about, you're building something for a generation you'll never see. Lord, I thank you for that generation Lord, that will know moments like this that we may never be around to see. In Jesus' name. I like that word about God's dream for your life is the enemy's biggest nightmare. 
And I feel like it's a specific word to you today. The Lord said that it's a season to dream and to dream big and to dream again. And I feel like you're about to step into a season of repetitive dreams where you're going to have the same dream over and over and over again. And I asked the Lord why he would do that. And he just simply said, I'm going to continually remind her. I'm going to remind her in the day and I'm going to remind her in the night of everything I said that will come to pass. And I just really feel like the Lord is about to give you an amazing gift of seeing. Some people are hearers, some are feelers, some are thinkers. I believe the Lord's about to give you a great gift to see. To see past the dirt, to find the gold, to see past what everybody is seeing, to see what others haven't seen yet. And Lord, I just thank you that, Lord, you're actually inviting her to walk on the wild side of things. Where you go, things are going to get good and wild. Lord, I thank you for that. Lord, I thank you right now for the anointing of healing coming over her. Lord, I thank you for her eyes. Lord, I thank you for her eyes. Lord, I thank you that many people will look into her eyes and see you because you're inside of her and you like looking out the windows. Lord, I thank you that many people will look into her eyes and see the God of eternity. Lord, I pray that you would give her eternal eyes to see today through the shadow of eternity and not the other way around. But I pray right now for a full release, direct deposits of, from heaven, Lord, even the realm of revelation. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You can stay standing. You can stay sitting. We're just going to minister as long as I, I feel like the Lord wants to. A lot of times I, I have people come forward, all of that. But I feel like we're in the Father's living room today. And now there's no striving. There's no wrong way to approach him. He's just here. So, Lord, I pray right now over the next few minutes, you would just pour out Holy Spirit. I heard the Lord say, you better say it. And this is what I felt. That there will never be an absence of prophetic word in your mouth. I, I saw you staring at the fields and calling in the harvest. I, I saw you praying over things that you didn't even know were. And I felt like the Lord said that wherever you go, he pumps up the volume. Lord said, he loves the way that you really don't know how to be quiet. <laughs> hmm. 
always won in every women's meeting. And, uh, but what, what I, what I, what I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I can't help it. Um, where's um, Alicia? Alicia, that word was for Aliana. It was for more than one Ali, but it was for Aliana. Interrupts her own prophecy to give a prophecy. I love that. <laughs> In fact, if we all did that, we could actually go to lunch. It'd be awesome. <laughs> Lord, I thank you right now. I felt like the Lord said he's going to help. He's going to use you to help redefine things. To bring new definition, to kind of update testimony and update definition. And uh, Lord, I thank you for that. Lord, I thank you for tenacity of faith and hope on the inside of her. Lord, for the stirring that you're bringing her into. I felt like the Lord said, because you stay stirred up, you won't be shaken. So, Lord, I thank you for the stirring. In Jesus' name. I heard these words when you stepped down off the, the platform after worship this morning. The Lord said, the one you're carrying will be completely different than the others. And what I felt was this. Is that the Lord has anointed you to be an unveiler. To cause people to see if I were really prophetic, I would know who that was and tell you what they wanted. But um, <laughs> here's what I saw. I saw you taking people by the hands like, and taking the, the drapes, taking the curtains, taking the veil, and actually pulling them back. Like, hey, you don't have to look through the veil. You actually get to look on the other side of it. And I feel like the Lord is bringing you into a season of great unveiling. But I also felt like the... The, the Lord said, you're going to help people to discover a life that looks like being undone. The Lord's been speaking, to this, uh, speaking this a lot to me lately. He said, I want you to get so undone, you can never get redone. And I, I feel like that the Lord's about to bring you, I feel like there's even going to be things that God releases in a moment through you that'll be known as the great undoing. And I, I feel like that this is a season uh, really where the, the Lord is, is about to show not just forth his face, but he's about to show his hand. And I, I felt like the Lord said he's about to stretch forth his strong right hand through you because he's found you faithful. And I, I just kept hearing over and over again, I caught her in the act of being faithful. And I just saw the faithfulness of God. If there's one word, one characteristics of God that marks you, and there's many, but faithfulness would be that which marks you. And I just felt like the one that you're carrying, there, there's a, a prophetic anointing on that one in, in greater dimension than ever before. And I, I feel like 
the, the one you're carrying is going to be a jaw dropper. Like, did they really just say that? Uh, and, <laughs> a forerunner, an envelope pusher. And uh, Lord, I, I thank you for that. Lord, I thank you for the, the outpouring of your grace Lord, upon this amazing woman of God. You know, I love the Isaiah 22, 22, where it talks about the keys of David. And often we talk about, you know, think of keys as that which unlocks a door. But I look at it as like the keys on a keyboard. He holds the keys of David. will lock and nobody will be able to open. will open, nobody will be able to lock. It's a key, a sound of, of unlocking. And I feel like you have this grace to unlock people's hearts to receive what God has for them. And uh, Lord, I, I thank you for that. Lord, I, I thank you for the, the, the spontaneous sound that's going to begin to flow out of her in the days ahead. I just feel like the Lord's about to break in more and more on a spontaneous, in a spontaneous way. In, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I kept hearing these words, there. Let's go there. And I felt like the Lord said, you can't bring people where you haven't been, but because you're constantly going there, you can bring people into the there. And I just felt like there has been this continual, over and over again, laying things down. I saw this mountain of beautiful things that you've laid at the feet of Jesus. I've seen these stacks of crowns. I've seen all of these gifts. And I felt like the Lord is saying that this is a season of wisdom, revelation, and knowledge. You love the Word. You love memorizing the Word. You love meditating on the Word. And the Lord said, I love the way that my Word vibrates on the inside of you. While many have searched for platforms and many have searched for positions, you've continually gone back to the place where you've postured your heart before Him. Lord, I thank you that her loudest roar is yet to come. Lord, I thank you that she would preach messages that men would be afraid to preach. That, Lord, she would bring people to that place of no return. The Lord loves the way that you don't look back. I mean, you, you remember what the Lord has done, all of that, but it's kind of like there's this eye, your eyes are fixed. I think it was Isaiah said, I set my eyes like a flint towards the promises of the Lord. Your eyes aren't just on the great, but upon the greater. And Lord, I thank you for the greater things. In Jesus' name. There's a secular song from the 60s. I think it was in the 
Righteous Brothers, the Unchained Melody song like, Oh, my love, my darling, come close. And I felt like the Lord wants you to know that he finds you irresistible. And that he's anointed you to carry his irresistibility to the world around you. Lord said, I've given you an anointing for the underdog and I've made you a voice for the voiceless. I saw your foot being put down and I saw your finger going up saying, that is not right. And it's not that you, it's not just that you are for what's right, but there is this understanding of righteousness that the Lord is surrounding you with, clothing you with, actually. That, that is really profound. I felt like the Lord said to tell you that in the days ahead, he's about to fill your house with the aroma of heaven. Lord, I thank you for the fragrance of heaven in her house. In Jesus' name. This morning I woke up and the scripture, the righteous are as bold as a lion, was just stirring in my spirit. And the Lord said the church has lost its boldness because it's lost its understanding of righteousness. But he was restoring righteous boldness to the church and the earth. When I believe right now, that we're about to see a movement of holiness and righteousness without obligation, without legalism, without religion. It's going to cause the church to be just full on and bold again. Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you for that. In Jesus' name. The Lord told me to look at your hands, so I opened my eyes, looked at your hands, and the Lord said, tell her I'm putting healing in her hands. And he said, I'm going to use your hands to access the unchurched, to access the unknown, to access the forgotten. And the Lord said, I've anointed you to minister to those that look like they have it all together, but really are falling all apart. The Lord's going to use you to bring healing to those that walk around with a false smile, to bring them into a place where they realize that I'm, I'm known by God, loved by God. And somebody sees me. I heard the Lord say he's going to use you as an advocate for the abused. To cancel out the assignments of the enemy. And to bring in and to see the establishment of the promises of God. Lord, I thank you for that. 
In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I mean, I saw all of these antiques, these valuable things, and then I saw new things coming in with it, and it was like old met new and new met old. It was a blending. It was a, a coming together of different thoughts, even communication or words. And then I saw the Lord juggling the plates, and he said, Lord, those are really valuable. Why are you juggling with them? And he just simply said, because when they're in my hands, they won't be broken. And I felt like the Lord was taking things out of your hands and putting them in his. And he said, honey, I've got this. When they're in my hands, they won't be broken. And I felt like the Lord said that there's things that you've walked through in life that the next generation won't have to walk through because you defeated those things in the wilderness. The Lord said to tell you that your prayers are effective because the effective prayers of the righteous availeth much. I felt like the Lord said, get ready to feel the prevailing winds. I felt the prevailing winds of victory flowing over you today, blowing over you today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So I, it was interesting. I just saw like... Um, like golf balls, like melting like wax. And I said, what, what is that? He said, I'm healing cysts. I'm causing cysts to melt like wax. And I feel like right now, today, the, the Lord is healing women in the room of cysts. Feel like it's a. Yeah, it's not running the eye. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I, mean, I don't want you to lose the water. Well, Father, I just thank you, Lord. You reveal to heal, and Lord, there's no distance in the spirit. So what she was believing for her mom, Lord, we send the word to her mom. But Lord, I pray for a double miracle today. That Lord, you would heal. Lord, her and her mom at the same time. Lord, that you would show yourself strong. That, Lord, that you would move, Lord, with your power, with your might. Lord, I, Lord, you, again, you reveal to heal. And so, Lord, I thank you right now that this, this situation, these cysts, Lord, are completely, absolutely dissolving. They're melting like wax in your presence today. Lord, I thank you right now, Lord, for this woman of God. Lord, I, when I looked at you, during worship this morning, uh, the Lord said to tell you that today begins the new beginning.
today begins the new beginning. And what I kept seeing was this. It was kind of like the, the Lord um, showed me like somebody like walking through a hallway of a school and the books get knocked out of their hand and everything goes flying everywhere. It was like the Lord was actually t- picking all those things that were dropped or even knocked down and putting them back in your hands. And I, I just felt like the Lord said that he's your defender and your shield. And I felt like the Lord said that the Lord is bringing you from the why to the who. He's bringing you from the why. Why are all these happening, all this stuff happening to the, to, to the who? And what I felt was this, was that the great I am was about to show up in every circumstance, situation, and season of your life. And I just felt like the Lord said that what you felt was dropped is actually being put back into your hand. It is a season of redemption. It is a season of renewal. It is a season of fresh grace from heaven. And so, Lord, I thank you right now for even rolling out the red carpet for her. But I thank you for the triumphal entry. And, to Lord, what every uh, place that she may have even felt defeated in in the past. Lord, I thank you right now. Your banner over her is victory. That, Lord, uh, Lord, your name is victory, that you are the victorious one. You are the victorious warrior. You are Jehovah Nissi, our victory in every defeated place. And so, Lord, I thank you right now, uh, Lord, for this healing anointing. Lord, I speak uh, to, to that around her eye right now. And, Lord, I command it to melt like wax, to just be dispelled from her body, Lord, right now in Jesus' name. Lord, again, I send the word to her mom. Lord, I release healing right now to where she is, no distance in the spirit, that, Lord, that you would visit her right now, that, Lord, your hand would move. Lord, I thank you right now that, Lord, we connect our faith in the room, that, Lord, we come into the power of agreement, Lord, knowing that you said it was already done. And, Lord, I thank you right now for what you're revealing to her and through her. I felt like the, the Lord said this is going to be a season of new clarity for you. New clarity for you. Lord, I thank you. Uh, Lord, we can see clearly now the rain is gone. And, uh, Lord, I just thank you right now for clarity of thought, clarity of vision, clarity of mind, clarity of heart, clarity in decision. Lord, right now, in Jesus' name, Lord, I release just the power of your love to, Lord, just consume her right now in Jesus' name. Consume her right now in Jesus' name with your goodness, with your grace. Lord, I pray right now in this moment where she would feel something she's never even felt before today. Lord, I thank you for a lightness. I don't know how to explain it, but I just I feel this lightness coming upon you. And uh, Lord, everything that she's been carrying, Lord, every burden, every responsibility. Lord, I I pray right now that you would lift it off of her and that your joy and your peace would abound in her. Your joy and your peace would would just explode on the inside of her today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Bless you. Father, I thank you for your presence. Lord, I thank you that you come on purpose, with purpose, for purpose. Lord, I thank you for your love, your, your life, the, the joy in the room today. Lord, I thank you for what you're speaking to us and in us. And Lord, I thank you that, Lord, you're the, the God who hears, the God who cares, the God who, who shows up. Lord, I thank you right now for this amazing woman of God. Lord, I thank you for the fire of the Holy Spirit Lord, that rests so heavily upon her life. And I saw this bullseye on you, and the Lord said to tell you that he marked you. 
He didn't just mark you for eternity, but he marked you for destiny. He marked you for your destiny to even manifest now. And I just felt like the Lord said that this is a season where one miracle is on the heel of another, on the heel of another, on the heel of another. And I just felt like the Lord is about to bring you into miracle moments, into milestones and miracles. He's about to surround you. And I just kept hearing like surround sound, like if you're in a theater and you just hear it from all sides. But I also felt like um, he was surrounding you with favor. And one of my favorite scriptures is Psalm 5, verse 12, the favor of the Lord is upon you and surrounds you like a shield. And I saw even the favor of God coming upon you for both ministry and business. And I felt like the Lord said that I've anointed you in this season to, uh, to create and construct, to create and construct. And I asked the Lord what it was uh, about. And the Lord said he's anointed you to build people up. And I feel like the Lord is building a platform for you so that you could help build a platform for other people. And I, I just felt like this is a season where every weariness is, is, is being eradicated, being removed, and the joy of the Lord is being fulfilled. I just felt like the, the Lord's been just speaking to me over the last few weeks and months. The season of contention is over and the season of joy is here. And I feel like what you've been contending for uh, is, is about to be in your hands. And, and I feel like that contention is turning to joy. And uh, I just, um, I felt these, these words to tell you, um, the Lord says to tell you that your prayers haven't been forgotten. And I just feel like the season of forgottenness or feeling like forgotten has come to an end. He said, how can I forget when you're unforgettable? How can I forget when you're unforgettable? And Lord, I just thank you right now for Lord, the fruit of your faithfulness. The fruit of your faithfulness, God. Lord, I thank you for the things she's going to prophesy. Or from the platform she's going to say it from. Holy Spirit, would you just fall upon her just afresh and anew right now? Lord, I thank you for that healing anointing where she came for one thing and you gave her so much more. Lord, every symptom, every pain, every cyst, Lord, I commend it to go right now. Lord, I thank you that, Lord, you love to invade the impossible. Lord, you love to run into the impossible. I love this statement. When man says never, God says now. And the Lord's about to bring you into the now. But I thank you for those now moments in you. The now and the wows of God. Lord, right now, would you release just that fresh baptism of your healing anointing? Let it flow over her. I kept seeing Isaiah 54. It starts out with like single barren and then talks about stretch forth the your tent stakes because this place is too small for you. 
And I feel like the Lord is about to bring you into the place of expansion. Expanding of influence. But I also felt like the Lord isn't just going to speak over you. He's going to sing over you. And I feel like his song is even going to awaken you in the night. So, Lord, I, I thank you. Or for the vibrations of your voice. They're going to be just felt and heard loud and clear through her, for her, and around her. Lord, anoint these hands for healing and creativity, business and ministry. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. is proud to be seen with you. The Lord is pleased to be seen with you. And I, I saw your arm wrapped around his arm. And he said she's armed and dangerous. He's your sure thing. And you're his straight shot. And there's an anointing upon your life to go straight to the heart of the matter. And I feel like the, the Lord said that he's about to fill you with revelation from his heart straight to the heart. And I saw a crown being put upon your head today. It is that crown of the overcomer. There was a going through on the way of going to. But you're through the rest of it now. You're through the end of it now. And I saw the Lord bringing you by invitation. Like I saw this invitation being put in your hand in, by invitation only. The select few. The, it's an invitation to the top of the mountain. Place of meeting. Lord, I thank you for those face-to-face -face moments, for those moments of face-to-face -face and heart-to-heart. -heart. I saw two words really going together. They're going to mark the weekend, but I believe they're also a specific word for you, hope and healing. God's anointing you to be a healer of hope. Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for turnaround moments. Moments where you come and you turn things around and bring divine alignment and adjustment. Lord, you're fun to hang out with. You're fun just to be with. Lord, I thank you for my sister and her dancing shoes. <laughs> you 
Lord, I thank you for the way that she sparkles, she shines, she shimmers. Lord, for the way that she loves, even to the place that hurts sometimes. Lord, she loves deeply. Lord, I thank you for the way that she's lived a life of forgiveness. I don't know if I've ever had that prophetic word over anybody, but the Lord said to tell you that you've been quick to forgive. And because of that, you're going to see people who are enemies of God become friends of God. There was a song years ago, I think it might have been the old gospel song about the midnight cry. I feel like there's been a cry at you and sometimes in the midnight hours. I was about to bring you into a place of sweet sleep and rest. Lord said to tell you that he'll, he stays up at night so you don't have to. <laughs> Lord, I thank you for that. You stay up at night. You never sleep. You never slumber. He loves to watch us sleep. Lord, I, I thank you for that. Lord, I thank you for a revelation of rest, just resting in you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm not neglecting the other side of the room. I'll get over there in a minute. At the end. Hey, honey, what's your name? Well, Lord, I thank you for Anna. And um, Anna, from the moment I walked in this morning, I was standing over there during worship, and I looked your way, and the Lord said, when you get the chance, tell her I have my eye on her. And it was like the Lord just couldn't take his eyes off of you, wouldn't take his eyes off of you. And it was like he was, he loved watching you just be who you are, do what you do. But I believe this, that the Bible says that the eyes of the Lord go to and fro the earth, looking to find those who are loyal to him, that he can show forth his strong right hand. And I just felt like the, the Lord um, said he's anointed you to be eye to eye with him. When you see eye to eye with somebody, it means you agree or you see what they, they see. You have the same consensus. And that's going to be the relationship that you're known for with the Lord having his heart, his mind for people's circumstances and situations. And he said to tell you that you're a good listener. Not only are you a good listener, the Lord said to tell you that you're a wise counselor, that you have wisdom beyond your years, and that which you speak into the lives of people is actually cha life-changing and, tr and brings transformation. And the Lord loves the way that you search things out.
Like, I feel like there is this desire, this hunger for truth. That you don't just take people's words for it, but you, you actually say, Lord, what do you say about this? You, you search it out. You study it out. And uh, I just felt like the Lord has you at the head of the class. I saw like yellow tassels or around you to me that would be graduating with high honors. And I just feel just the, the honor of the Lord upon you. And he loves the way that you honor people. Lord, I just thank you right now for the voice of truth in her. That, Lord, she's not going to be a thermometer in the room, but she's going to be a thermostat. Lord, she's going to be able to Say, Lord, we need more of you here. And Lord, I thank you for the purity of heart. You said, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Lord, I thank you for the anointing to see. The anointing to see in Jesus' name. Honey, I kept hearing this. I don't know, sometimes he just gets me with secular songs, but uh, there's this reggae song. Don't worry about a ting, because every little thing is going to be all right. And I, I just felt like the Lord's bringing you to that place of don't worry about a thing, because every little thing is going to be all right. He's not just taking care of the big things, but even the little things. And I feel like that this is a season where the Lord is setting the table for you. He's setting the table, and the name of the table is Abundance. Lord, I thank you for setting the table of abundance for her, in her, with her. In Jesus' name. It's an old saying, like, little is much when you put it in the hands of the Lord. And I just felt like that, that which you thought was little, when you gave it to the Lord, you didn't just give it with a little, you gave it with the increase of faith. And I kept seeing Deuteronomy 11, 1 over your life. It says, may the Lord make you a thousand times greater. And so, Lord, I just thank you for the greatness of God, that greatness of increase that, Lord, you're just putting upon her. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Honey, I heard the Lord say that you're a friend that a friend would like to have. You're a friend that a friend would like to have. Like if you could pick a friend that would be loyal and true, always by my side, fight for me, all of those things, you'd be the definition of that friend. And I just felt like the, the Lord showed me the smile on his face and the smile upon his heart for you. It had nothing to do with behavior, had nothing to do with performance, had nothing to do with, with what the great things that you'll do. It had everything to do with simply who you are to him. And uh, I, I, I don't know why, but I kept seeing that, that uh, movie, The Avengers, over you. And, uh, I, and, and I feel like the, the Lord has anointed you as a Holy Spirit avenger, uh, to, to, you know, standing up for what's right, superhero kind of thing. Uh, but, but I saw you like a Holy Spirit superhero. And, uh, and sometimes you just feel like you're just little old me. But I felt like the, 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 really the Lord's about to flex his muscles through you. And I felt like this. The Lord said he's going to prove himself to you, not because he has to, but because he wants to.
and I just felt like you, he's going to do it for you, but I also believe he's going to do it through you for other people. Of erasing people's question marks and turning the question marks into exclamation points. And uh, I think there's this part of you that, that's super smart, almost too smart, um, that, that you just, you know how to figure things out, question things. I think you like to ask the question why a lot. Um, and it's not out of disrespect or even unbelief. It's kind of like, I just really want to know. And that the Lord loves the fact that you really want to know. And uh, he, Jesus is the smartest person I ever met. And I, and I feel like sometimes we get caught up in the emotions of God without really fully exploring the intellect of God. And I, I just felt like that kind of wisdom and intellect, the intellect of God, the mind of Christ, it talks about is really coming uh, over you. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Lord, I thank you that you're her crutch, that she can brace herself with you. I'm just kind of going off of what I see there. I'm just messing with you a little bit. Yeah. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for your amazing daughter. Lord, I, I thank you, uh, Lord, for the obvious. Lord, for healing, complete restoration, wholeness. Lord, even for a creative miracle, uh, Lord, in her, in her knee and her leg. And just, Lord, from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, Lord, I release healing over her. And, uh, Lord, I, I thank you that, Lord, this is a season of, of full bloom, of blooming and blossoming where she's planted. And uh, I don't know how to explain it, but I saw like this field of sunflowers and how if you watch a field of sunflowers throughout the day, it just seems like the, the head of the sunflower just follows the sun all around. And I felt like the Lord said, that's your life, that the, uh, just following the sun, of moving with him. And uh, I felt like the Lord said uh, that this is a season. The Lord said, I'm going to begin to use it for your good. And I asked the Lord what it was about. The Lord said that you're a mover and a shaker, but there, there's also this anointing of where he's bringing you to the place of stillness. The, um, you know, there's that song that we sing sometimes, and all I did was stay still. All I did was bow down. All I did was, and, and I just feel like the Lord is about to, is really about to move even in the place of stillness and rest. And so, Lord, I just thank you right now for that place. Lord, you look for places to land. You look for people to land on and to rest on. And so, Lord, I thank you that she's one of your resting places. Lord, I thank you that restoration begins with rest. Don't feel guilty in the resting. It's the place that he has for you even right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody all right? So, uh, buddy in the Under Armour shirt, yeah, you're a cool dude. And, uh, Father, I thank you for your amazing son, Lord, for the, for the awesome anointing on his life. And um, Lord, I thank you that you've anointed him as an amazing protector and an amazing provider. But I just saw the, the Lord anointing you uh, for kingdom finance. And I, I saw you actually, the Lord, uh, using you as you get older to actually fund missions, to, to send the gospel around the world. And 
I asked the Lord what it was all about, and uh, the Lord said that um, I, I'm going to anoint him like I anointed Solomon, but I'm also going to give him the heart like I gave to David. And it was like the mind, like the the, the mind of Solomon in the heart of David. It was this it's this whole ability to, to to think the thoughts of God while also maintaining the heart and nature of God. And uh, I felt like there's this grace that you're going to pastor people of influence because you won't let their influence influence the word on the inside of you. And I, I felt like, um, and I know it's a big word for a, a young man, but I feel like the, the gift called the gift of the word of knowledge is going to be really strong in your life of just knowing facts uh, in the mind of God, facts about people's lives that actually awaken them, that open their eyes to say, um, God knows me. And I feel like that's going to be one of the trademarks of your life is that God's with him and the God in him knows me. And uh, Lord, I thank you that Lord, he's going to have amazing giftings, but even greater than the giftings of God on his life will be the character and the nature of God, the fruits of the spirit in his life. In Jesus name, in Jesus name. And uh, I there in the, the, the second chair. I, yeah, well, that's. Yeah. Well, he answers prayer and um, sometimes tells people with funny accents to prophesy that about him. So um, what, what I, I, heard, I heard about you even during the place of worship is, uh, is I felt like the Lord showed me that scripture in Hebrews that said, our God is an all-consuming fire. And I just saw just the fire of the Holy Spirit resting upon you but I even saw the words of your mouth, like the words that came out of your mouth, like were flames of fire dancing. And I, I know that's a picture of tongues, all of that. But, but what I really felt was this, is that, that the things that you release are pure fire. And I, I just felt like that this is, this is a real time for you when the Lord has you in a place of discovery. And I feel like you're discovering those gifts, those things that you're praying about your own family, but you're also discovering those things that Jesus himself has prayed for you. Uh, and I felt like um, I, when I looked, I turned around and looked at you during worship today, and I, I heard two words, value and worth. And I feel like you're, you're, God's really going to give you a strong word for, for, to help people discover, especially women and young women, to discover their value and their worth. And uh, I just saw the Lord putting you on a pedestal, and I felt like it's a place that you don't want to be uh, at, but it's kind of like, Lord, why do you keep putting me up here? And the Lord said, I'm going to show myself off through you. And I, I feel like Jesus loves to show himself off. He loves to put himself on display. And uh, I just felt like the Lord wants you to believe for the ridiculous and the outrageous. Like, I feel like there's this invitation, the harder the better, Lord, uh, of what, uh, what you want to see in your lifetime. And, um, and I, I would just tell you this, that the purity of your heart is a magnet for the presence of God. And, I, you know, growing up, your mom, all of that. Um, but you've not lost the childlike wonder. And I feel like you're going to actually help restore the wonder of it all. And uh, so, Lord, I just thank you um, that the beauty of her life will be this. And the, and the, the sign of faithfulness over her life will be this that her children will have a testimony that we've walked with God all of our days. 
Lord, I thank you that her children and her children's children will have that testimony that they've walked with God their whole life. Lord, I thank you for the, just that you would overwhelm her with your presence. You would overtake her with your presence. Lord, I thank you right now for the way that wisdom manifests even through the simple things she says. There's just a, there is a profound simplicity of your life. You have this ability to, to make the simple profound and the profound simple. It's always being able to gauge it through childlike ears, childlike eyes. Lord, I thank you for the way that she carries Jesus in real life. Not just Sunday mornings, not just women's meetings, but Lord, the way she lives out her lifestyle of faith. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I stepped on to the property, drove in today, and uh, I felt like, again, I'll probably say it a couple times during the weekend, but I couldn't get away from it in this moment. I felt like the Lord said that, that, that this place, there was an anointing on this place to bring healing to people from PTSD. I feel like there's an anointing to see people set free from trauma, 